we thank the Lord for another first day of the week that we can come together to remember him. You know, we remember Israel was in Babylon. The Lord said 70 years. And in 70 years they came out. So the Lord's timing is always right. His timing to come for his people will also be right. And it doesn't matter who agree or who's looking for it, still going to happen. What I want to look at, as sometimes you say that the, the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed. The New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed. In Numbers 21, as you know, the children of Israel always complaining against God. I sometimes I wonder if I was there, how would I react? Um, because usually when I see signs like those, it, it, um, it's always, I always tend to, um, to believe. So I'm hoping that I would believe and not really complain. But not all of them complained. Joshua was a wonderful example. He never leave the temple. But the children of Israel, they complain, they complain, they complain all the time. And sometimes so, so quick after God has shown his mighty power, has shown his love to them, and so they continue to complain. Now in Numbers 29, they were in the wilderness and they complaining, no food. Let's read a couple of verses. It says, verse 5, And the people spoke against, against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt so we die in the wilderness? For there is no food, no water. Our soul loved these wordless bread. See, they didn't say that in the beginning. What chapter is it? 20, 21. 21. Did I say 29? That's all right. Oh, 29. in my back of my mind, it sounds like I said 20, 29. So... This bread that they like were so happy for in the beginning. Now they're like, "Oh, uh, I'm tired of this bread." Um, so we we act like that sometimes, you know. We act like that sometimes. The, the Lord said, Moses said to the people, "The word of God is not far over the ocean that you that you should say, oh, how do I go over and get it so I can obey?' Neither is it way in heaven." So you can say, I cannot go in heaven and get it. But the word of God is says, it is near. It's in our mouth. It's in our hearts. It's right here. And he said, and it's not hard to obey. He says, it's easy to obey. But the sinful flesh always wants to do the will of the enemy. Sometimes Israel cried to the Lord. And um, the Lord said, I'm not going to help you. Let those idols that you're worshiping, ask them to help you. I listen to that sometimes. I said, oh, you know. <laughs> but, you know, God, love and mercy that we've been talking about, he turns around and he helps them. This is how, if, if we read the Bible, read the word of God, we will see how God is. Even though he said that, he just wanted them to, to learn the lesson. That, you know, an adult has hands. They can't do anything. Feet, they can't walk. No, they can't speak unless they are a battery and you turn it on. But that's it. Um, so, the points I wanted to get to 
the children of Israel, if you, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the, the thought there that the children of Israel cried to the Lord because the Lord sent fiery serpent, verse 6, to bite the people, and a lot of them die because of the fiery serpent. So they cry to Moses and say, please ask God to take away these serpents because they're killing us. God said, uh-uh-uh-uh. That's so fast. Moses make a brazen, brazen serpent, puts it on a pole. When the people got bitten by the serpent, they look. And those who look will live. You know what the Bible says? A lot of them die. Because why? They refuse to look. Just to look. Bow by the serpent, take a look. And they die. A lot of them die because they refuse to look. Why are we so hard and unbelief? Why are we, why are we so hard on ourselves? You know, it, it's not even, it's not even so much God. It's, um, it's, uh, it's what we losing. You think God losing anything? He's always God. He's not losing anything. We're the one that losing when we disobeyed Him. We're the one that losing when we refuse to accept Him in our hearts. And give him first place in our lives. But the point here is that back then they didn't understand. People didn't understand why another ser- why a brazen serpent why a serpent. You know what's the whole purpose of making a brazen serpent and and just look and live. What's the purpose? So therefore, in the Old Testament, they didn't understand what's the meaning of all of that until we get into the New Testament. And so, we're going to flip over to the New Testament in John, in the Gospel of John. Now we're going to find out why the Lord, I think it's in John, supposed to be in John 3, 14, if I'm right. Yes. Let me read verse Yes, verse 14. Let me read. No one has ascended into heaven but the one who came down from heaven. Verse 13. That is the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. I read all those verses because if you don't read the ones before and after, then we don't really get John 3, 16, what it really means. Um, so, so now we know why. The, the serpent was a type of Christ's death. That Christ was going to be lifted up. That Christ was going to come he was going to give his life on the cross. So now we, we realize what the whole thing was about. You know, Christ's death was not something that, um, an afterthought. It was something that was planned way back in the eternity past. That he would come and that he would give his life a ransom for everyone. God so loved the world. The extent of his love so loved the world that he gave 
his only son, that whoever believe in him should not perish. And I would extend it today that if anyone inside here today who have not known Jesus Christ as Savior, this is your opportunity to look to him. The Lord said, look to me and live. And you know the opposite of that, if you do not, then you will die. You will die in your sin. And I'm telling you, there, the, the, the time is short. We don't have much time. Life is short. Life is frail. And there's not much time. If the Lord should come today, will we be ready? We'll be ready. Peter who says we must make our election sure. Is it Peter? Yes. Make your election sure. Even if we have been saved, it kind of goes back in the past and say, how did it happen again? And um, be sure about it, that our election is sure. Make sure we are saved. Make sure we know the Lord as Savior. Because it's no joke. Once that opportunity passed, this life is the only life we have to make it right with Him. Don't think that. I heard some people say, that, oh, when the um, great tribulation period, I'll, I'll accept Him like that. The Bible says, him that is filthy, let him filthy still. Let him filthy still. He that is unholy, let him unholy still. Guess what? After that, you're going to be fixed. You can't change your mind that time. You cannot change your mind that time. You're going to be fixed. So we thank the Lord that he has made a provision for us. That when we've been beaten by the serpent, you know that old serpent is the devil. When we have been beaten by that old serpent, we can look at him and we will live. So may he bless his word for his name's sake. Amen. Amen.